Hey boys, I've got a little uh, soliloquy from Sparrow. Um, it's titled The Alice Ambush. In the heart of our great sunburnt land, in this land of Aussie rules, the McDonald Rangers stood ancient and proud, not one to suffer fools. Yet in they flew on private jets, far from shiny Range Rovers. These Melbourne demons, snobs from Vic, still doughy from their premiership hangovers. Meanwhile, back in Sydney, King has faced a post-spy slump when an epiphany struck him, just like that, mid-Monday bicep pump. Let's get a bloody road train, he thought. Homebush to Traeger Park Alice. And don't wash it down, he said. The boys will love it. They're a tough lot, I promise. So Scotty the truckie ditched cattle and headed straight for Tom Will's Oval. A couple of cokes, slim dusty tapes, crowd bemused upon his arrival. For new to Homebush was this strange lorry, Tanami Transport, plastered each side, and stinging to the nostrils, a foreign smell, Sydney unfamiliar with the tang of sulphide. Just a bit of cowdung, lads, King has chimed as the team packed in the trailers. A trip to Alice we'll never forget, piped up Big Sammy Taylor. We'll do it tough, no comforts for us, just grit and grind and focus. The poor old Melbourne demons, they'll think it's hocus pocus. There ain't no magic to this, boys, King has continued mid-journey. Just weather the storms and fight with valour, burn bright for the Orange Army. So 30 hours straight they legged, Tom Wills to Traeger Park, and backed in behind the goals, a Tanami road train. To the TV audience, a little stark. The whistle was blown, Brigger got to work, slamming into Big Gorn's knee. In five weeks, Bredsey had gone from Neeful to All-Australian glory. And gathering the ball was a lad from Canberra, the cleanest hand seen in the game. He couldn't hear a bloody thing, but not to worry. Sanitizer's vision was far from lame. Cogs and Tobes, Kelly and Hines, all veterans of the side. They got busy and worked hard early, Melbourne feeling a formidable tide. For whilst it wasn't the orange tsunami, the wet conditions denying such feats, t'was still an immovable force no less, this supercharged orange beast. X and Snooze and down back El President, key markers for the side, were up and about and ripping in, a pack of orange dogs energised. And with game on the line, Josh Grace Kelly, the silkiest operator, no doubt, on his trusty left boot, with mere seconds left remaining, slotted the winner from 60 out. So a win it was in cold, wet Alice, the streak remained intact. Taylor's prophecy rang true, no longer myth, resounding much more like fact. And King has sat back, arms large, face proud and stoic. These boys have made a steal, he thought. Their feats are bloody heroic. He gave his speech, sang loud and proud, and road train home, he thought. But Tobes and X and Kelly and crew, they were headed for Alice Airport. Bloody oath, King has chimed, we've got the win, that's what we came here for. Let's put the feet up in the Virgin Lounge, the Alice Ambush, legend forevermore.
Sunak. Oh, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> I enjoyed it too. I remember his mum said he was going to do it. <laughs> My name is Needles, and I'm a very, very, very happy Needles because there was a bloke on the TV. He was a commentator. I can't remember his name. I can't remember what he said. And it was at the Melbourne game on Saturday when it was pissing down rain in Alice Springs, like eight degrees or something. Alice Springs, just like Canberra. Um, and he said something like, Giants are basically the third best in the league over the past five weeks since round 10 to buy uh, at like everything and the first in the league at something, which was really, really good. And it was third behind Collingwood and Port Adelaide. And that's a that's a, that's a decent bronze medal. You'll take that. It's like sort of getting third behind Kowalski and Kieran Perkins in the 1500. Pretty happy. Also happy about the win. It was hard to get us into the finals in my ladder predictor two weeks ago. Much easier now. Didn't predict this win, I'll have to be said, although I did in my tips, got nine straight, no problem. That's all I have to say about how good it was. But I've got two other people here. This is, I'll just, actually, never surrender by the squinners. Where the squinners, there is Sparrow. Also there is Ragnar Lofbrock uh, taking a break from raiding villages. Gentlemen, Unlike me, because I was at a mate's house and too worried, you probably watched the whole game. Take me through it, Sparrow. You did. You you did the um the wonderful once again sort of war and peace um run sheet. Let's just go. Let's have a, a quick skim about yeah. the game. How happy you are, and then we'll go to your topic. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um well, I actually got kicked off my brother's KO at halftime, so. I had to go back and watch the second half. Jesus. Half knowing the result, but I didn't mind that because I don't think I could have handled the um, the pressure. Blood of... is much thinner than water in the Sparrow family. <laughs> that's brutal. No, it was a, it was delightful. Delightful. Yeah, that's a good Ragnar. Can he go above, go above delightful? Yeah, yeah I, I definitely watched it all. Uh, just was really, really happy with the amount of players that contributed. Like, you know, you get the... You get the junior teams and like who was the best player is like everyone was best player this game. Like every single yeah. player contributed. Um, it was it was a it was a great game. Tough to watch because of the conditions. Um, and Melbourne kept us in it because they didn't kick straight. So, but bad kicking's bad football, bad and football. the Giants got over the line. Um, well, I'll just re- repeat this is because I always forget what I've said it. I know I've said it, but this is never surrendered by the Squitters. We're the Squitters. This is the only Giants fan cast, and therefore it's the best Giants fan cast. So, a oh, quick point, Rags. It's really, really useful to have you as part of the team because you watch all the games. I think that's really, really good. Not only are you a successful Viking, uh, but you do come and watch the games and come like sending us updates. Um, as it's going, which is really helpful when some of us are hiding under the cushions or being booted off their dad's, uh, their brother's KO. Locked in but, the kitchen. Sparrow, what do you reckon, man? You've got some topics of the week before we get into the game. Also, oh, now we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about our surprise, which everyone's just, actually, no, we have to talk about it now. Is Lindsay Gilby everyone's favourite giant ever? Jace, mate, Jace. Ah, Jace, you like to cut that. <laughs> is Jace Wilby. I had to, yeah, I had to yeah, a lot of times. Times. That's right. Once it's in your head, it's in your head. But is he everyone's favourite giant? Oh, he is now. Absolutely. I'm watching him like a like a um 
young young child. Just frothy. Yeah, no, he's we've adopted him, I think. He's ours. Yeah. Because obviously I'm referring to the, the, the pod that you would have heard uh tomorrow morning, which was yesterday morning, which is we had the honor of having a conversation with Jason Brackett's Lindsay Gilby, the milkman El Lechero. <laughs> Uh, all the way from Balranald via Bendigo. He's the first giant, proper giant that we've ever spoken to. And he was actually talking about footy. And we said how much we rated him. And well, we didn't really, you know, we, we said we would rate him because he talked to us. It was pretty entertaining, wasn't he? Brilliant. And how much we like long sleeve jumpers. And then he comes back from concussion and rolls out in a long sleeve kit looking delicious. As Well, you know, that's all it takes. You should, if you haven't listened to it, because he just wanted to go straight to the, the did we victory. did we tell him we love the long sleeves and, it, and he went and did it? Well, we told him about how much we talked about that. Josh Fay Fahey easy rolling out oh, in the long sleeves yeah, and he yeah. got on board and then something tweaked. He's only twenty or something. Like they're quite impressionable when you get three older men to sort of yelling at you about <laughs> long sleeve jumpers. You're probably gonna it's gonna sink in. He did it for us. It was a shout out to us. He's nineteen years and one month, not quite twenty. Yeah, right. So he was he was born when I was just <laughs> finishing uni or something like that. But he is a, it was a tremendous he's a tremendous listener. It was a really good good chat. He had some good banter and um, there was a couple as you would have heard there was a couple of couple scoops, of scoops that we could reference. We should reference now. Um, Harley Reid he's a mate with Harley Reid. He's happy to come to Sydney. You've heard it here second. He's happy to come to Sydney. He's mates with mates with uh, yeah good mates with Gilbs. He said uh, no, he could definitely come to Sydney. And that's a simply segue to your topic that number has one. some. Quelled some fears. Yeah, well, point number one, first quarter, issues of the week. Did see on the weekend that, uh, yeah, big Harley Reid, all the talk, it's uh, it's building. He had another cracking game over in WA for Vic Country. Is it Vic Country? Yeah, against yep. um, the WA team. Kicked a few. I think he kicked three. I don't know. that. I think they, did they win or they went down? Anyway, he had a good game. And... Um, and I just wanted to flesh out, have we moved on our position post-Milkman chat about are we going to be happy to go all in on Reid? Rags? If I go first, um, if he's endorsed by our boy, the Milkman, I I can't say no. Um, You're all if in. He's, if they're best mates and if he's going to have a buddy, if if they're going to share a house together, the Milkman Wait, buddy, trio. Harley Reid and Cads. Uh, Cads. Oof. What a powerhouse. What a powerhouse house that would be. And, uh, yeah, down the wing. As long as we don't up give front. up too much for him. As long as we don't give up too much for him. Like, they're talking. I've seen somewhere something somewhere that they want us to give up. Pick five, Lockie Ash and Stormy Daniels. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I, did, I saw that. That was someone in WA talking about that. Sending them over to Perth for stars. I mean, Lockie Ash would be keen to go there anyway. Or, or Stormy. Maybe Caruso and Jace can uh, wheel and deal and get him for maybe the two first rounders plus a future first, maybe. I oh, would say that you have to be you have to rough. be in the conversation. Like you don't want to turn off your options, and he's a really really good option. And so if there's an opportunity to get him up here, um, then you put that opportunity. You got to make a judgment on what's what's the value. And even like me personally, as someone who is so interested and is so curious about learning and knowledge and information that I make donations to Wikipedia. I'm not even turned off by the fact that Jaso said that he doesn't really try that hard at school. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. He's a fairly simple boat. 
like a large footy and wears his hair long and that's fine. That's fine. We need those kind of people in Western Sydney. I think Jay said, I wouldn't call him dumb, but, but you know who else I heard that same uh, tag uh, said about in his draft year? That was Dustin Martin. Yeah, well, he turned out right, didn't he? Say no more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that that roll will roll on into the um, the other potential uh, young bloke coming for us, which is Macca, the mulleted Macca, key forward from um, from down down in the Riverina, academy boy, bag three three for the Allies. Another Riverina boy like me, and yeah, mate, okay, so you can you can uh, maybe you and talk Riverina with him. Uh, strong win actually the Allies this year I think possibly may win it for the first time yeah is the talk they've got a they've got a heap of good good young fellas from the Suns and uh, yeah Macca Macca going well so hopefully the mullet comes yeah, our way yeah he's got the mullet down to his butt hasn't he yeah it's wild and can I just add the Allies um, yeah they've got a lot of a lot of good Suns Academy um, players but also two amazing Tassie players um, I think they racked yeah, up something right. like yeah. 75 possessions between them on the weekend. Um, Is one of them the Wizard? No, nah, no. Nah. The Wizard's the Victorian. Yeah. Petroli. Oh, right. Yeah. Are Fair we up. seeing a shift in the game? Oh, I the think... demographics of the game, are we seeing a shift? It's it's going to be interesting like um, to see how high those Tassie guys go, go knowing that Tassie have a team coming in in, what, four or five years? And they're still gonna yeah. they're still gonna be hitting their prime. And if the, if they're big Tassie guys, then they'll just say, "See you later. Um, we're going straight straight back home." So I know one of them actually is living in Victoria at the moment. Yeah, but you got to say good good for the game. The Tassie team will yeah. be shit. Like for the first three or four years, it's not going to be like a Melbourne Storm type bit. Um, they will they will struggle as all well, as almost all new teams do generally, even if they're. Built up out of old blokes. It yeah. takes a while to get the cohesion and the club support too. behind you. And they need to work out where they're played in Hobart or Launceston. And the stadium might not, not even be fucking built. They, if they're in their prime, they don't want to go there. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll nearly be 50 by then, so it won't be my problem. <laughs> That's your hot take. Nice one, boys. Yeah, well, um, I think that was all we had for issue. Oh, there's a couple of other things. Yeah, competition starting to take notice of us. Course, we're starting to win. Yeah, we're the third best at lots of things. Since round that's, set. Yeah, that's right. I put it out there on uh, on Twitter, on the Twitterverse, that um, just giving Jace a bit of a tap on the back, saying, well done, buddy. He, um, on a on a quote he had about Callum Brown in 2018, just seeing the potential in the kid. The athlete, you mean. Saying, you know, it's not a not a overnighter. The weapon. But he saw the potential in the athlete. Anyway, this came back from Happy Days, is her handle. I just thought it was an interesting comment I could raise. Got no time for Jason McCartney. Giants are stuck in this rebuilding because of his backstabbing a coach. I love what Callum brings to our club. The team is playing for each other instead of survival of a contract. Go Giants. Wow. That was a bit, a bit left field. That didn't finish how it started. It's spiteful on Jace. <laughs> so that one surprised me. So happy days. That was um, some interesting feedback. But no, I think Jace has done a good job. I think he's built a good list. I really fucking hate you, Sparrow, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to you coming to a party. Go Giants. I think he's done a good job. He's, we've got a, we've got a good, good lease going and well done in uh, seeing the potential in Callum. So we'll roll on in, boys. Roll on into the second quarter match uh, match review. Go for it, Rags. Rags, you watched it live, man. 
All right. Callum Brown kicked the first goal. Callum Brown did, did kick a beautiful left left foot left foot snap actually over over his shoulder, and um, very uh, Gaelic style. And surely those conditions, if they're going to suit anyone, it's they're going to suit Callum Brown and Tom Green. And uh, they both they both didn't let us down. Tom Green was massive. I think he had thirty eight. And Todd Viney, yeah, Viney was Viney was huge. Jack Viney even. And um, not his dad. Uh, Briggsy, Briggs, Briggsy, Briggsy was Briggsy was solid in the ruck against the yep. uh, Gorn and Grundy uh, mix. Um, X XO, I loved his last quarter. XO's last quarter wasn't he good? What about that pickup? His gut he running one is, hand is amazing. And threw it and slipped and went down the side. But he he's been huge the last month. He's turning into a really solid player for us. Um, as you as you yep. mentioned here, um, snooze as well, like Toby Bedford. I reckon. Did you see where he went back with the flight of the ball? Got absolutely mm, crushed. Yeah, like minutes. didn't know Act. what was coming. Yeah. Bounced straight back up, up in straight his away. feet. Straight back up in his feet, and yep. then chased three different blokes. And yep. I was I was like, this is this is one of the most courageous things I've ever seen a Giants player do. Like I know we've got Cal Ward. Yeah, that that epitomised the day. I reckon. And Jezza Cameron went back with the flight a few times as well, but like, yeah, Toby Bedford, he he'd be what 75, 75 kilos. Yep, he'd be under eighty. Who would be heavier, him or Whitfield? Who knows? <laughs> um. Anyway, we uh, he is awesome. Sammy Taylor, I think, had a world record seventeen spoils, heavy tackles, and just does not get beaten. Same as Connor Iden, like Connor Iden in the back lines just dominated. He he's gone from well, how many games he played now? Connor Iden's played fifty fifty seven games. He's only twenty two years old, and yeah. it's like he's played one hundred and fifty to two hundred games now, and just he just doesn't get beaten. That, um, yep. Tommy Green, I mean he he was always going to win a lot of the ball in those conditions, and I mean special mention to. Uh, Big Chuka Kelly, um, couple of goals, and that last goal he kicked was ah, fucking hell. Like God. that was with a wet, a wet, soggy ball from it was more 60 than sixty meters. Yeah, it was more than sixty. Yeah. It was or sixty it, to sixty-five. Yeah, well, actually, it was sixty-five, but and it didn't land. Like it didn't land sort of five meters out. It landed fucking nearly bang on the line. Yeah, the skidded over. Yeah, did, was... did you see him after the game? He was eating. Absolutely knackered or really, yeah. really emotional yeah. about it. He was re- that was a really interesting sort of piece of vision. Yeah, I thought it was emotional, actually. I was wondering about that. Like, they were wearing a, an armband for um, for something. But, so I don't know if it was related to something to do with the well, Giants okay. or who it was for. But but I did yeah, I, I notice that. Emotional, and, yeah. yeah, so... Um, that was sort of my takeouts from the game. Just re- our back line Colts, just held, a, held right, us together. Was... And then, um, and then, yeah, we made the most of our opportunities when we went forward. No, I like what you said about um, about X and Snooze. Like, the energy those blokes are bringing in just that relentless pressure to dr- brick. In a game like that too, where just, they're just getting that ball and going forward. They were, they were phenomenal. Well, I love what X is doing. He's... Yeah, he's going so well, and it just stands out so much because it's something we've never had. Like we've never had yeah. that that ball just 
in our back line when the opposite in our forward line when the opposition have it it just used to come out so easily and you'd watch a player like sure. Finn Layson or that they just sort of watch these players run past them and like all right we'll we'll get it back when it comes back our end um but mm. all of a sudden these these players in the back lines um for the opposition instead of having three seconds to get rid of the ball all of a sudden they've got one and a half seconds or one second to get rid of the ball and it's just putting that much pressure on um and turning the ball over up the field so it's obviously the game plan that kingsley wants to play and um yeah it really looks like the the players are bought in so um hats off to adam kingsley as well and the coaching staff yeah, we've forgotten anyone. Yeah, yeah, didn't even mention Jack Buckley. He was he was good again. Cogs again. Uh Briggsy, yeah, awesome. Coming coming first game back. He he got a goal too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh Lockie Ash solid. And yeah, Toby Green, he got a couple, didn't yep. he? One or two. One on half time. Canilio though, I mean I really I just what, what Canilio has done to put himself back and he's not he's not the star of the team he's not certainly yeah. not the team the, the person that everyone sort of was talking about like he was before he got injured and even in the sort of first half of the grand final year but he's like talking about playing his role but playing it really really well yeah you know it, it, yeah he's, he's yeah. copped it he, he was captain he's now no longer captain he's not even vice captain he's not even sorry co-captain but in just putting in him and Kelly well, getting behind Toby Green, they both put long contracts, and they're both they're driving it from the guts, and they've got Tom Green beside him, who's getting it out of the guts, and then just like if you tackle him, like it's hard to tackle, and then if you do tackle him, you can't put him down, and he yeah. gets his exactly he dances yeah. and gets his hands away. Um, the longest arms Strong just over the top. Uh, can I just mention speaking of Tom Green? Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen this up, but. It was only posted, let's have a look, seven days ago, but Tommy Sheridan interviewed uh, Tom Green and Jake Riccardi. Yeah, saw that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, there's a few there's a few, <laughs> funny, a few funny things in there. They've got a bit of a cafeteria club where there's a group of, I think, look, that's... seven Giants players get around and they, they go and review like all these cafeterias and they give them like, their, their honest feedback. And... Uh, <laughs> It's pretty funny, and they and they they pranked they pranked Tom Green and said he had to dress up and wear a suit, so <laughs> he was dressed fully in the in suit and tie, and the other two just in trackies and <laughs> and a hoodie. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, uh, actually, another um, another interview worth mentioning is um, saw it. Uh, what's his name? Schofield from from the Eagles. Will Schofield. Yeah, he's just done an interview with um, Toby. Yeah, uh, right. I just saw it. He hasn't released the full one yet, but yeah, it looks interesting. He's just talking about the last, you know, the the run over twenty sixteen to uh, twenty nineteen, and yeah, that no, looks like a good interview. He actually talks bloody well, Toby. He comes across and like he's just a very good communicator. Like he's pretty simple, but he's I love listening to him because he's clear on what he's. Clear on what was he's it Jaso who said something like Toby? Toby is he's been working on his talking or something like that. He's been working on his on on his communicating, and that's why I sort of look up to him a bit or something like that. Or someone someone said that Toby was he was working on the way that he gets his message across because he has to now because he's captain, and it was a bit of an inspiration. I think I think Toby's admitted that himself as well um, yeah, right. that he needed yeah. to become more vocal because he was just more of a 
follow me boys rather than um a rant and rave type type guy but all right, i suppose boys, he just let's go to work this is what we're gonna do yeah all right here but we you, go you mentioned, you mentioned a little bit earlier rags um about the melbourne's bad kicking so for, for someone who, who missed a bit of the game and hasn't been able to watch the whole uh replay was were they the better team or did they have you know 616 is a lot stats wise they were they were easily the better team for most of the game um the ball lived in our back lines for long periods of uh, of the game well you look at christian petrarca he kicked zero goals zero goals four and had he yeah. he could have he could have absolutely torn us to pieces he had he had 34 touches and he had zero goals zero goals four Cosy Pickett, one goal, two. Lockie Hunter, who played a really good game as well. He used to live with it. He kicked zero goals too as well. Who's that? Uh, Petrarca? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But yeah, we, we were just more efficient going forward. Um, Toby Toby kicked two goals, one. Josh Kelly kicked two goals straight. Yep. And yeah, we just got it done. I mean, they kicked five goals, 15, so. And we only won by yeah. two points. It was 20 scoring. It was scoring. a tough game to watch it. Bombs, wasn't it? It was... They had 20, 20 scoring shots to our twelve. Yeah, yeah right. but we've been on the end of that a lot. Um, they're the ones you got to take. Absolutely, but build nicely. I mean, yeah, I mean that that's jumped us from what was it, fifteenth to tenth. Yeah, and the run the run home's not too difficult. Um, looking at the ladder now, yeah, and you know what? This week is um, this week I think it's Adelaide and Essendon play each other, so that one of those teams isn't going to move. Unless they had a draw, and that means that if we win, we're equal with them. And Sydney and Geelong, Geelong, Sydney and Geelong. No, that was last week. Geelong play someone. That's probably right. They probably play someone. Not that easy. Who have we got? Probably more important. And yeah, we got a whole. Before before we do that, before we do that, we we went through uh, what was it? Maybe three weeks ago, and I said, what games would we win? What games would we lose? And I think we've we've won most of the games that um that we that I threw up, and I was suggesting that we had quite a hard run going up going through, and that was we had Frio, we had Geelong, we had Melbourne, uh, we lost to Richmond, um but and we beat North, and so to win four mm-hmm. of those AGF. four of those five games or three of those four games, and then we should definitely beat Hawthorne this week. Um, with no Sicily, Sicily's probably I'd say he's a five goal yeah. difference to their team. Um, yep. He's just a massive piece, and at Giant Stadium, I can see this getting ugly. If, it, like you mentioned, Sparrow, if, it, if it's dry at um, at yeah. Giant Stadium, I, I can see us doing them by eighty points plus. Yeah, they don't. They actually they never really play well at that ground. Um, I've seen them lose a lot there. They did like it in the snow. At, they did the uh, at the Golden Egg, as we well remember. That was a different encounter, but yeah, I've never. I don't think they've done too well at the Beanstalk. So, as one of our Sydney correspondents, what's the weather been like? Or what's the forecast? The weather at the moment, shit. But I haven't looked at the weather. Right, up. someone looked that up now. The real time forecasting. <laughs> real time forecasting. Um, but yeah, I agree. Dry deck will certainly suit us. I mean, they're coming off a disapp- really disappointing loss um, against Carlton. They were they were rubbish. Do you see what we did on the weekend? Wet deck suits us. No, that's their point. 
we did well, but I want, I'm going to the game, so I want to see a dry game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. You and all the people down in the in the lower seat. Ah, oh, so we got rep- representation. Taking the little fledgling sparrow. Nice, nice. So we got four, so our next four games. Can, sorry, can I just make a correction? Yeah, yeah, go. Can I just make a correction? Geelong, Geelong, they're playing North Melbourne, so that's a gimme this weekend. Oh, I yeah. thought they were playing something difficult, but yeah, you know, next four games, go for it. We got Hawks in Sydney, and then we got Crows in Adelaide. So that's that's pretty tough. Yeah. Crows are a bit of frat, flat tough. track bullies at the moment. That's an L. Um, in Adelaide, but we have played really well against Adelaide over the past three three years. And You'll be there, even though. in Adelaide, um, I'm at every game, mate. That's true. Last last year was the one of the best wins. Yeah, and then we play, then we play Gold Coast uh, at at Marnica in in Canberra. Ooh. Road trip, and they're they're a bit of a a team that we normally touch up as well. Yes, and then we've we got do. the dogs. So if we can win, but you know we don't win at Marnica. If so. we can win two of the next four games, where's the doggies? Mate, we're, we're beating the Suns in Canberra. I'm, I think the I'll, dogs are at Mars. I think they're at Ballarat. Oh, we don't we don't like that ground. God, we play at the worst places. Yeah, we get we get shunted. Norwood Oval. You know what? This year I've I've forecasted Tassie, bad results at suburban grounds. How, how Sparrow's got a Sparrow's got a, a forecast. We've actually done. Yeah, this 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 year I've I've put danger games on Bell Reef. Uh, last weekend at Traeger Park, and normally I would say Ballarat Mars Oval uh, is a is a, is an L, but Kingers might he might like this is the little dodgy grounds might be part of his um, stick part of his part of his approach. Boys backs against the wall. We've got this shitty dressing room. The re- the reserves definitely didn't like Casey Fields. They could absolutely no, have they it. Didn't do that. Jason can tell us about it. That was Horrible hard to watch. Place. I turned it on for five minutes, and uh... that's that's four. Ga- that's our next four games. So we've got a couple of we've got back to back rivals here. So after the Bulldogs, we then play the Swans. So um, back at back at the uh, Beanstalk. Black jumper. Hey, back on um, back on Casey Oval. Did you see Mayo running around? Geez, he looks raw. He does. Does look your legs, Madden? <laughs> Mayo. Is it like Mason Cox Roar or even Rora? No, no, no. You reckon no. he's Mayo or you reckon he's Meat Patty? <laughs> no, nah, Mayo. Mayo works. But he looks like a Meat Patty <laughs> at the moment. You're running with the condiments. I, only, there's only one person who could be the meat and that's Shane Mumford. Yeah. We got sausage. We got sausage. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was he was pretty raw. I think... Um, can you can you expand on raw? Uh, like... <laughs> the ball hits him in the face. Just imagine a very... Look, you'd get it if you saw it, but this is right that way. Just well, imagine, no, maybe like two hundred and four centimeters, one hundred and twelve kilos. That's all you need to know. And a lot of hair. And he's and he's nineteen nineteen years and one month old. So he's the exact same oh, age as Jason Gilby. That's a big kid. He's, he's got a better. He's got a mullet as as good as uh, Macca. He's got a bit of work, a bit of work ahead of him, but um, we'll see what happens. Mate, we 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 just we just got you know ruck stalks right back to the twos. I, I saw Flinny playing up forward too. Onions, he was uh, doing his bit yeah. bit up front. So <laughs> you're trying to might have impacted Wade's day. 
You try. You're still trying to get him in there. You can't kick Keefe out, mate. Keefe, two touches. I've cooled on that. Bredzy, Bredzy proved himself on the weekend. Keefe just does his job and um, chops out in the ruck and just takes their takes their um, spare defender. Essentially, can I just add uh, a couple of players that will be back this week? So we're going to have Whitfield who will be back from his suspension. Who goes out for him? And look. Stormy Daniel Stormy Daniels is a test. So we are we are getting Stormy. pretty close. Yeah. We are getting pretty close to our full lineup. Um I did see the medical room list today and we Gary, have it's minimal. So Daniels minimal. is a Daniels is a Daniels is a test. Cooper Hamilton is yeah, a Daniels TBC. A Cooper Hamilton and Braden Proust are both TBCs and Darcy Jones and Adam Kennedy are both knee seasons. But apart from that, yep. if we get Stormy back this week, yeah, we've only got four on the list. And what? Well done, conditioning staff. Well done. Physios, doctors. <laughs> oh, I can't. This is so foreign. I, I'm not, I don't even know what this is. Like, usually this time of year, we've got a list of casualties like bloody Gallipoli. The Somme. The Somme. I've been with the Somme. Bikes dropping in everywhere. That's incredible. Well done. Yeah, I'm pretty glad we don't have West Coast injury list at the moment. Sparrow, you put a line in your review that you didn't you didn't bring it up, and it is the one and right at the end about the game against Melbourne that it's probably more of a general. It is actually more of a general comment. Kingsley has the, has the team playing great footy for each other, and then he said you you know you got old fanboy, and I'm so excited for the rest of this season's games, which is cute, but I vomited. But the bit about Kingsley. Didn't know much about him. Really beginning to appreciate what he's doing, how he's getting the team play, how they're obviously relating to each other. So I went and sort of did a little bit of work on him to try and give myself some context. And but you mentioned it before, I think, that he's interested in coaching and relationships. He's got the Canterbury Canterbury Bulldogs bit. And also he reaches out yep. to the the coach of the Flames, the Sydney Union Netball Flames, and she's 26 years of experience. But there was another bit here. Kingsley is regarded as a student of coaching and has spent many off-seasons travelling through America and Europe to complete personal development. The 47-year-old has been inside uh, NFL franchises, the Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles, Jacksonville Jaguars, NBA clubs, Houston Rockets, San Antonio Spurs and Philadelphia 76ers, plus worldwide wrestling entertainment, Tottenham Hotspur and the Scottish Rugby Union, along with Apple and Google. So, I mean... He's all in. Mate, I love that. Yeah, hey, babe, I'm just going to do some coaching. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, that's it. I'm just going to do some, just going to learn about coaching. I'm just going to be away for some. Oh, great, babe. That's that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where are you going? Oh, um, uh, oh, the wrestling. Worldwide wrestling. Anyway, but I'll be back soon. Have a lovely time. <laughs> it's like he's gone and done a doctorate in coaching. Love and he's it. just, I love he's, it. He's just, yeah, he's a scholar of the. He's, he's a scholar of the art, I suppose. Just chasing ideas, like chasing approaches. I think that's brilliant. That's mm, fascinating. He just hasn't worked out how to deal with the stress element, with his stress balls. I think and he his has. He's, his... he's he's gone away from that now. Well, Winnie helps. They um, when he, his first few games, they the commentators would not shut up about it, but I haven't heard them mention the stress ball for a good two months now. Well, I I think. Part of the joke was he then brought in the stress ball, and then yeah, I think since we started winning, he's become a bit more chill. 
Do you reckon the stress ball just made his arms a bit too big and it was stretching his uh, <laughs> sleeves on his shirt? <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's pretty happy with his arms <laughs> as he would be. Yes, actually, there was something else on Casey. Casey over. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, did you did you notice? Filthy Phil, mate. He wasn't having a good time. Big Phil, mate. His arms are in the air. He was shaking his head. He was not having a good time. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to mention that he made his uh, comeback on the weekend, and um, yeah, probably great one. I can imagine it would be quite frustrating being stuck in the twos at Casey Fields in front of. 18, 18 people and a couple of dogs. Down by 50. Uh, they only went down by 50. I reckon they were down by like, I thought it was close to 12 goal. I think there were a few mercy goals at the end. Yeah. So, sorry, back on um, back on Stormy and Wit- Witters, who's, who are you taking out for that? Mate, this is... Um, who are you taking out in the forward, lo- forward line? Callum. Can't drop Callum. Well... Brownie's holding his spot. It's been one of our best. I'm afraid he's been um, one of our best. He's uh, he's quite solid. I mean, Ryan Angwin. Ryan Angwin was a sub last week, so I yeah. dare say he's he's going to come out. And he was good, but when he came on, he's... yeah. Whether we do, if it's a dry deck and it doesn't suit the athlete, um, whether we put the athlete into sub, he's probably the perfect sub because he's so versatile. Mm. Um, but you. Oh, maybe Daniel Lloyd. Maybe Lloyd comes out for Stormy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's um, fair. And also played well. As for Witters, I don't know if you can really drop Isaac. Who's been Who's been on half back for him? Well, oh, Cumming came in for him, but yeah, they've got they've got Haynes and Lockie Ash. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a problem that the Giants haven't really had to deal with much of <laughs> over the last few uh, last few years. Well, throughout entire history, yeah, forever. But, um, yeah, maybe I'm thinking Lloyd comes out and Ryan Angwin comes out, but then those two come in, but someone's got to go sub. So either someone in the team, Bobby Brown, play. like you said, mm. who's on the wing at the moment, or Finn, Finn and Chuck. Finn's more midfield. Nah, he's oh, more in. Yeah, okay. He's more he's more in in inside at the moment as well. Finn, I know he's, he was named on the wing, but but we've got no young. Yeah, no no young bloke who we can drop easily. No sort of young just runners, have we? We haven't got Gilby. We don't have Cooper. We don't have Angwin. We do. We don't have Cooper. Uh, Connor Stone. Well, I guess All the those other boys that have been used on the wing. The other one that we could flirt with is. Um, changing out is Lockie Keefe, um, but then we've got to find someone to second rut. Whether that's a Harry Himmelberg, um, yeah, that'd be Harry. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing that, to be honest. Um, putting Harry Himmelberg just in the ruck, mainly to play as another as an extra midfielder, sort of like in the yeah. role as say a Mark Blitzars. Riccardi's done it on occasion as well. Not that he's 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 probably not as strong as Mark. Yeah, um, pretty poorly, but he's done it. Yeah, so shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's sort of where we're at. I can only really see three players coming out of that team unless some, I'd say a few guys would have been a bit sore from the weekend as well, being um, such a bruising encounter yeah. with Melbourne. Melbourne are pretty, pretty solid team. Like they've got some big boys in their team. A lot of tackling. Yeah, a lot of tackling on the weekend. So yeah, I mean, you could give, give someone a rest and not shatter their ego too much. Yeah. And I, I did, we didn't mention, um, I've got, Two non-Giants points that I wanted to get your guys' views on. 
Uh, but Rags, you said you, you didn't mention something. We're into the third quarter, mate. Go for it. I was just gonna. I was just gonna quickly mention Nick Haynes. He had a, he had a really good game, and um, he did. Yeah. Probably someone who who'd looked out of sorts for the last probably most of the year. Um, he yeah, he had a really good game. So I just wanted guts in. Man. I know he's listening in, so um, I just thought we'd give him a little little bit of a boost up. Hope your movies go yeah. well, which is not the way you want to play it. What he actually meant, Nick, was you were pretty shit on the weekend, man, and you probably need to get better. That's from Rags. He's just saying it. That is. This week's Ragnar's Bird. Don't be afraid to bake you, mate. Gil said we could bake anyone. <laughs> My question, well, the two questions is uh, non-Giants related. One's about Port Adelaide, a Port Adelaide player, and one's about a Hollywood player. Does Dan Houston have the biggest fucking stones on the planet? Like stones the size of Uluru with what he did when he went back. And he's like, I've got 16 seconds and I'm 55. I'm going to keep, and I'm just going to do it. Well, I mean, I'm going to have a crack. Like, we're not a, like. Right, I got this, boys. You, like, your options, just get it in and it's someone else's problem. Like, it's someone else's problem. He's just like, no, nah, fucking, I've got it. Let's see how I go. And to do, like, that was a big kick and it was at a tight angle. Unreal. Yeah. The look on his face. He was never, never in doubt. He just owned it, didn't he? Dan Houston's at the point in his career where he's you just need to make a stand and you just need to know what your capabilities are and he's a beautiful kick of the ball um and I mean he had the option of putting it into the forward line with another 34 players inside the what's the chance of them getting a getting a shot from there pretty pretty unlikely and so yeah worst case scenario you miss and so what? They probably didn't really deserve to win. Um, but, yeah, he's dragged him over the line. And uh, apparently, according to the last six weeks, he's one of the top-ranked players in the in the whole league. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, he flushed that kick. Like, that's at the end of a really hard game in really poor conditions. And he that, the word everyone uses is execute. But, like, he flushed that yeah. heavy, wet ball. 10 metres in for the... 5 metres in for the boundary, 55 out. It was a work of... It was art. It's funny, like, with a with a wet ball or a heavier ball, I always found kicking for goals, it would always go straighter. Yeah, like, right. it didn't deviate, didn't deviate as much. And then it land 20 metres from where you kicked it. Um, yes, yes, they are heavier. Yeah, but at the same time, how many balls have they got floating around inside the field at the same time? Like, if someone kicks a goal, they change the ball over so yeah. it's dry. So, so it's, it's not, not the same ball. It's not the, it's not the same as, not like 20, 30 years ago where you've got one big ball that ends up about 12 kilos. You're kicking around a medicine ball. You're breaking your fist whenever you try and handball. But, yeah, so kudos to kudos to you, uh, Dan Houston. In great game. I, I agree. Unreal. And, and the next bit is, and this is this is controversial, and sort of rags. I'm look. I'll, I'm going to just say it, and then duck and take cover. Um, Nick Dacos, the height might be real. Like he's playing on the ball now. He's yeah, still the real. tearing the him apart. Real. Like he doesn't mind the hard shit. And I was hoping that he was just a halfback dibber. He tore but up he's Metricon. Fucking so good. I mean, he's bringing life. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to take back. I mean, he's still no Stormy Daniels. No, we've no, got no. A, we've no, got no, no. I'm not saying he that. is. I'm not saying we've, he is. He does. 
No, no, but <laughs> but he does have the potential to get up to that level, I guess. He and, might not um, even be the best Dacos in his family. No, and uh, his but his gut running is something to be admired. Um, his decision making, his ball use, uh, he doesn't have many faults. No, um, yes, like like, like you said, he's gone. Colin would have looking. Very he's gone hard into to the beat. midfield now. I was I was a little bit the same, um, skeptical. Like yep. he was just getting cheap kicks. Yep. from fullback what running him? out of the goal square, getting nine nine free kicks a game, essentially kicking kicking out from fullback. Um, but yeah, I well played him. He's um he's got a lot of confidence and for the right reasons. He's been in Sparrow's super coach since day one, so I'm very, <laughs> very happy. There was talk early on that he was gonna get tagged, so a lot of people didn't get on him, but I saw through that and uh I went all in. You believe the height? Um, how many draft picks? How many how many draft picks did he cost you? No, no, no draft picks, but a bit of money that uh, added from the start. So he's just <laughs> delightful, Isn't, risen in value. Didn't we lose? Did the Giants lose the free kick count against Melbourne twenty five ten? Oh yeah, my we got smashed. So that therefore that yeah, means that fuck was, them, they kicked all the points. That, we got we got done. We almost we got more point more free kicks against than they got points for. So actually. Fair dues us. Um, that was probably a point that I was going to raise. Um, the reason why the ball lived in our back lines was because they got so many free kicks in the middle of the ground that yeah. it just they just kept bombing yeah. it into our back lines. I think at one stage of the game, it might have been in the second quarter or early in the third quarter, the free kicks were 16 to 1. Yeah, cheating umpires. 16 to 1. Twitter was blowing up. And for that. I think what did it end up? Twenty five to ten. So they felt a little bit sorry for us. Um towards the end of the game we got a few, you know, little free kicks at in the back pocket so they couldn't really affect the game back there. Kudos to us. We uh we lost the hit outs, we lost the clearances, we lost the center clearances fourteen to two. We lost contested possession, we lost uncontested possession, we had more turnovers, and we still won. It's kind of like the Aussies beating England <laughs> in the Ashes. We just we 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 still won. We still won. Sunday was a good day. <laughs> they were looking good, but we still won. I got a question. What's TBC stand for? To be confirmed. To be confirmed. I think for Prusy. Yeah. For what to be confirmed? <laughs> Test or something. That he's still alive. Yeah. How long? How long he's going to be in the morgue? Fuck him with a stick. He's just throwing shit around in the weight room, remember? No, he's a big boy. I hope, I hope to see him back, but I can't see him taking Briggsy's spot. Yeah. I think that's a wrap. I think we've covered it from top to tail. I'm looking forward to the Hawthorne game at 210 to 8. I I went too early then. I just hope we win. Um, The orange tsunami is building. It's beginning to foam. It's a charcoal wave with orange foam at the top. Uh, I think we should all just buckle ourselves in and like Sparrow, I'm really looking forward. I can't wait to be told about the games coming up. Can I just do a quick shout out? Yeah. Uh, any small businesses yeah. looking for <laughs> listeners, for example, Capital Brewery, which we talk about every week, but there might be a little mortgage broker, might be a landscape gardener, might be a taxation expert, maybe even a little... Uh, Second moon car dealer, maybe, on Parramatta Road. Look, we've got a great audience, plenty of listeners. Loyal audience. Let's talk sponsorship. Get in touch. Admin at thesquinners.com. That's right. Admin 
thesquinners.com. And we've got merch coming out, so we might be able to get a logo on on a, on a shirt. Who knows? On a long sleeve, bloody black long sleeve with orange highlights. Fuck, that would look beautiful. Plans never surrendered by the Squinners. Brought to you by your name here, Ray's Secondhand Camrys, <laughs> cash converters, the Jalopy Shoppy. Anyway, get in touch. Never surrender. Never surrender, boys. Never surrender. Never surrender. Have a good dinner. Hardest working player. Maybe Caniglio. It might just be an oversight, but here's a chance to get it right. It's Caniglio. And Caniglio's had uh, 13. Stephen Kinnealio for another.